The Giants are in first place, but it will be with Colt McCoy under center this week. We'll talk about the quarterback situation, the NFC East, and preview the Giants matchup with the Seahawks in Seattle. We'll also chat with a fellow Scottish Giants kicker, one of the MVPs for Big Blue so far this season. It's the Scotsman, Graham Gano. All of that, plus we hear from you, the listeners, in our new You Got Mail segment, next on Blue Rush from the New York Post. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Blue Rush Podcast, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon. Give us a five-star rating. Write in a nice review. We appreciate your support. Joining us later in the show is a fellow Scotsman, the Giants team MVP, the kicker, Graham Gano. Lawrence Tynes and Paul Schwartz are your host of the show. And as we do every week in our Thursday segment, me and Sarah McCrory pop in for in the paper. But we got to start the show a little bit differently and say happy birthday to Paul Schwartz. Now, a lot of people didn't know it was his birthday, but if you click his Twitter page, the balloons came up. So uh, happy birthday to you, Paul. Paul A. Schwartz. Well, uh, thank you uh, for my Blue Rush family. Uh, I've lived long enough to know that when it's your birthday on Twitter, balloons show up, okay? Considering <laughs> uh, I, I, I always knew what balloons were, but I didn't always know what Twitter was. So uh, hooray for me. I got balloons on my Twitter account. You're much older than me, Paul. How does Paul Schwartz happy, celebrate happy the birthday. pandemic Thank birthday? What, what was the uh, what was the dinner plate going on? Well, um, um, you'll like this, uh, uh, Jake. Um, my whole family is here. My son's back from college. My daughter is uh, was home for a few days from the city. So um, we had um, your favorite meal for a birthday dinner for me. Sounds what like chicken that? parm. We had some pasta and some chicken parm and some salad. So uh, um, if you eat too much of that, you um, I will not... Uh, live a long and healthy life. So the next day it's back to the treadmill and any uh, desserts, Paul, any desserts, what was for dessert? No, no desserts no? because oh. um, w- there was uh, a several dessert helpings during the whole Thanksgiving week, the week fest. You know what I mean? So the, the one little piece of, of pecan pie was still sitting there. Discipline. So, uh, well, I wouldn't say discipline. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry you had to cancel the one Oak bottle service this year, Paul. Um, we were looking forward to popping some, uh, top shelf bottles with you, but uh, maybe next year in 2021, uh, you know, it's it's I'll be 30 in February. It's probably pandemic will still be going on, mm. but let's get into the paper now. Um, happy birthday, Paul Schwartz. The Giants are celebrating a first place birthday and they'll have to do it with Colt McCoy under center, guys. This is an intriguing story this week. DJ Daniel Jones says he's feeling pretty good, but Paul, I want to start with you since it's your birthday and you've been covering the team this week. What did Daniel Jones say? What is his rehab looking like? And then after that, we'll throw it a time to talk about Colt McCoy. Give us a breakdown. Well, on Wednesday, he did not practice, okay? You know, he's listed a did not practice. No surprise. Look, as Lawrence knows, hamstrings do not go away in one day or two days or three days. Uh, he said that he he's rehabbing. He's in with the trainers. You know, he didn't want to say too much. Look, the, the Giants don't want to lay it all out there for Seattle. 
Colton McCoy starting. This is what's going to happen. They want a little intrigue here. So maybe Daniel Jones will play. Maybe Colt McCoy will play. Daniel said he did not feel that he made it worse by going back in the game there. And uh, the, the big question that people in my profession always ask guys, I don't know, Lawrence, you, we've probably asked you this at one point when a guy's hurt. If the game was today, could you play? Yeah. Of course, the game is never today when we ask them that. But if the game was today, could you play? And Daniel Jones said, I don't know. Uh, you know, he didn't really want to say exactly. He said, I'm not sure. And he said, luckily, the game is not today. So it's hypothetical. Look, he won't be able to play unless it's a miracle. And there are no miracles. I don't think he's playing. Yeah, I don't think he is either. And then you factor in the six-hour flight. I mean, that's a big deal. This was a home game. Maybe you get a little extra day at home. You're not traveling. You're not getting dehydrated. But I think we're going to see Colt McCoy. And, you know, we get a little veteran presence here with this team. And Colt's going to bring some stability there. He'll get a week with the offense. He'll get a week with this, this game plan that they're going to put together, tailored to him. So we'll see what he can do. I mean, Colt McCoy is Colt McCoy. 7-21 is a career starter. I mean, that's not great. Um, and he's a backup for a reason. But I do think, you know, he has matured. He has some good football. He made a couple of good throws the other day. I think a week getting him comfortable. We'll have a plan. We're going to have to run the football and uh, get him comfortable and keep things safe. He's going to be, you know, a game manager. Listen, we don't win games on offense. I don't think we win games with defense and special teams. So if we can just not turn the ball over and keep it close, I think we have a chance. Look, Colt McCoy is 34 years old, and this is the exact number one reason why he is signed by the New York Giants. Yes, scout team is great. Be a good teammate you know, help Daniel Jones on the sideline. But the job of a backup quarterback is if the starter, look, if he goes out in game in week two and he's got to play the whole season, it's going to be a problem. But if the starter turns his ankle or tweaks a hamstring and he's going to be out one week or two weeks, can you put the guy in and can you function? And if things go well, you can win the game. That's what they need from Colt McCoy. I asked him, some people thought it might have been a little bit bad taste. I asked him, do you look at yourself as a liability? Because I know a lot of Giants fans, oh boy, we got Colt McCoy. We can't win with Colt McCoy. I said, do you look at yourself as a liability? And he said, no, you can never look at yourself that way. And um, he said, he's a good communicator. He said, we got to run the ball, like Lawrence said. You know, we got to do other things. But look, he's Colt McCoy. If you can't win the game with him, I'm not saying you have to, but if there's no chance to win the game with you, him, he shouldn't be on the roster. I agree. That's why you're good, Paul. You asked the tough question. came in with a low blow um, on that one, yeah, Paul. Yeah, he came right at the nice guy from Texas, the Southern charm, and said, are you a liability? Hey, um, can you, do you imagine what a story would have been if he said yes? Well, yeah. I mean, I, no pro, <laughs> I hope no pro athlete would ever say that. But you're right, though. He's... They'll put a plan together. Jason Garrett will, you know, seems like he kind of managed games anyway. To some degree, we're not really wide open on offense. So we get Gallman going, and hopefully Caden Smith can come back and play a little bit. I mean, I think that that would be helpful if we get the tight ends active. And so we'll see what happens. I, I, I'm i looking forward to watching them play. I mean, it, listen, we won three in a row. They're playing with a lot of confidence here. So, Guys, the Giants' new offensive line coach, Dave DeGuglielmo, say that 10 times fast, uh, spoke to the media for the first time this week since taking over for recently fired Mark Colombo. What do you make of what he said, and how do you see the offensive line shaping up, especially with Matt Pert back off the COVID list? Well, um, yeah, as long as I don't have to say his name, we'll call yeah. him Googe, okay, Sarah? Is that okay? <laughs> I, Got I, it. Yeah, you you did the heavy lifting with that one. Dave <laughs> DiGuglielmo, yes. Well, you know, he's a very, very interesting guy. He's a very entertaining guy. You know, he, that's why he's been in a lot of jobs. He's been at too many jobs for my mind. He's He was at his first job five years, then after that, 
three years, two years, one, 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 one. Why is this guy moving around all the time? Well, he's a strong personality. He gets hired a lot because he knows a lot about offensive line. He gets fired a lot because he can rub people the wrong way. He said he is not trying to reinvent the wheel here. He's got an offensive line. He said he is not worried at all about rotating guys in. That was a sticking point, remember, with Mark Colombo. He didn't want to rotate guys in as much as Joe Judge wanted. You got to do what the boss says. And so Dave DiGuglielmo will do that. He's he's an interesting guy. He said, you know, how is it like, we asked him, coming in here, you know, in in midstream like this? And he said, I guess it would be the equivalent of a plumber called in to do it different company to do a plumbing job. That's what he said. He feels, look, I'm no different. I, I worked for one plumbing company. Now I'm working for another plumbing company. So let's see. Yeah. Googe is a, to your point, a very, very strong personality. I was with him in 07. And um, if you ever missed a kick in a game, he would come up and say something to you just jokingly, but like, like that's what the kind of like personality what? is. Yeah. You know, he would just come up and bust your balls a little bit about missing. And, mm. but he's that kind of guy. And obviously you talked about the one year, one year, one year stops. That's, that's not a red flag, but it's something, right? It means that, you know, he clashes with people at some level. But he is a – I enjoy Dave. I I enjoyed my time with him. I like him. I think he's a fun guy, and he'll get after these guys. But I think they're playing well. I I just think he just has to come in and manage them and and let them keep going because I think all these guys are playing really well right now, uh, especially Andrew Thomas and some of the other young guys. So if he just comes in and and kind of – listen, he's going to add some of his touches, right? He's a football coach. Everyone has their own – teachings and ways of implementing strategies and techniques so as long as he doesn't rock the boat too much you know i think we're going to be fine you know he comes in at a very interesting time offensive line is playing better now matt pert is back you know so he didn't have to go through all these growing pains with andrew thomas that mark colombo set some groundwork with this rookie and with matt pert now googs comes in and kind of okay they've kind of gone through their rookie indoctrination and he kind of inherits guys on on the back end of their first year he is in a position to succeed big time and yeah that could parlay into a job next in 2021 as the offensive line coach did you just call him goobs (laughs) no it's (laughs) googe i'm just gonna call him dave this is dave Dave. because we're gonna screw it up you're right though because these guys are all coming back they're playing well so maybe at the end of the year we're all kind of saying how how good the offensive line is and he's going to get some of that credit and we're going to forget about Colombo but I I think Judge has had his hand in this this pot to to help this this unit for sure dog guys there are two laughing stocks in the NFL the first one is of course the New York Jets the other one is the NFC East which is a mess right now the Giants are in first place for now at four and seven The Eagles have a quarterback dilemma to figure out, and they got to play the 8-3 Packers. Washington now has to play the newly 11-0 Steelers after a Wednesday afternoon victory, just how we all drew it up. And the Cowboys have to go to Baltimore to take on the Ravens on a Tuesday night. What do you make of the NFC least heading into Week 13? Wow. I think Washington after the Giants is the next best team. I mean, I really do. I think Alex Smith is, is playing some good football, and that defensive line is really coming together. It shows you kind of what we did against that unit. I mean, everyone talks about how good their defensive line is. I, they didn't really do much against us. But the Eagles, whoa, we all watched that game the other night. And, I mean, they look like they've quit. I mean, I don't want to say pro football players have quit or coaches have quit. You just saw no energy. It looked like Peterson didn't care what the hell they ran. And and Wentz, my God, how far has some guy fallen off? I mean, I'm not a huge, huge fan of his, but he's a better player than what he's showing. But – they have some offensive line issues. I mean, he's getting hit a lot. 
and a lot of pressure. And if we're going to make excuses for Daniel Jones like we did with pressure, I mean, Carson Wentz is getting beat up. He's on pace to eclipse David Carr's sack record. I mean, that's well, a big deal. You know, here's the thing is that you can, the coach can't play for the players, but you want to plan. Now, you draft a guy in the second round, Jalen Hurts, right? Who who was not now? This is not people say, well, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill was not a second round draft pick. No. You know, Taysom Hill was just a guy that they found and and they turned him into this it this multi, you know, different kind of threat. This is your second round draft pick. He could be a starting offensive lineman. He could be a starting receiver in a draft loaded with receivers. Lord knows the Eagles need receivers. So they yeah. take this guy in the second round, and now we hear, well, he's gonna play more this week, right? So I figure. They're going to have a package for him, and in, in some point in the game, he's going to come in on first down and get th- get a series. Maybe it's a three and out. Maybe it's not. Do an RPO with him. Have him throw a, a quick out. Do things. So they bring him in on one play, then they take him out. So it was funny. I saw a lot of people posting memes and 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 kind of, te- you know, I had a little text chain with some friends of the scene with George Costanza where he wants to get fired by the Yankees and he he puts the he puts the World Series trophy behind his car. Remember that? And he yeah. drives it around the parking lot in Yankee Stadium. And it's like Doug Peterson is not trying to be fired, but what the hell is he doing? Man, with it, looks, Jalen? it looks like it though. What is it he really... doing with Jalen Hurts? It's not that tough. It, you, it... you get a package for him and you put him in a game. I mean, he's a good coach, and it, he's just looking like he forgot how to do everything. I mean, you can't put a kid out there for one or two plays. Put him out there for two or three series, let him get in the game. But they're just plugging him in at the most obscure times. It just doesn't make any sense what they're doing. No, no. They're, look, the Giants are not a perfect team either, but they don't they don't do that with their quarterbacks. You know, there's a quarterback and there's a backup, and away we go. Yeah, Washington looks good though, Paul. I, I think they they're the next best team if you if you're counting them in with the Giants. They're tough. They're tough, they're and tough. they have a they have a good defensive front, maybe great defensive front, yeah. and, uh, they and they can run the them. ball. Yeah, they can run the ball, and look if Alex Smith can hold up. Yeah, uh, they'll be okay. And I guess Dallas just doesn't deserve to be mentioned there. Yeah, they, we didn't they, even mention Dallas. I forgot about them. Their last time we saw them, they were losing by thirty on Thanksgiving. But that team, well, yes, they have the Steelers next, right? Washington has the Steelers. The Cowboys have the Ravens on Tuesday. Well, the Cowboys. Have, well, okay, so the Ravens. We'll see who's back from them. I, I have a sneaking suspicion. And I'm probably wrong because my picks are often wrong that the Cowboys have a good game in them at some point. But uh, that might be, you know, maybe not. They're still still behind the pack. Damn talent. I mean, those three wide receivers they got, my God. And and then you got the running back, but they just haven't put it together. Rubbish. Okay, guys, let's get into the Giants-Seahawks matchup. The 4-7 and G-men go to Seattle to take on the 8-3 and Seahawks, who are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Uh, let's break down the game and give me your predictions. Well, I think the game itself, you know, what DK Metcalf did against the Eagles and against Darius Slay, who was an excellent cornerback, yep. leads me to believe that I don't know if you take James Bradbury, who is playing at a Pro Bowl level, and you say, you defend Metcalf one-on-one around the whole field, and we'll worry about the other excellent receiver, Tyler Lockett, with Isaac Yadam and with a safety and things like that. I don't know if you do that because Metcalf is such a beast that I think you got to mix it up with him. You might have to put the two guys on Metcalf, let Bradbury stay with Lockett, and mix it up sometimes, but I don't know. I mean, Darius Slay was devastated by Metcalf. What do you think, Lawrence? I, I yeah. don't know if you can just and say sick him. He's a great corner, too, and they competed all night. It was a good matchup. I mean, he listen, I think Joe Judge is from the, from the Belichick school, right? They're going to take away the best player, and I think it's DK Metcalf. I think that's what they'll do. I think they'll double-team him. I don't know if if Bradbury will travel with them, but I do think every time he they can, they're going to double him. People forget 
Tyler Lockett is elite. I mean, good, he's targeted good. more than DK Metcalf. They pose a problem, and then you've got Russell Wilson, obviously, who can scramble. That's another issue they're going to have to get a hold of. So running game, they're so-so. They do like to throw it around the yard, though. The Giants have faced a bunch of backup quarterbacks. This yeah. is going to be a little bit of culture shock. I mean, this guy is a different cat, obviously, we know. We don't have to you know, sit here on the podcast and say how good Russell Wilson is. So I think it's a little bit of shock right away when you have this quarterback who can run and who can throw. And you know, this is not these backups who they played in, in these previous weeks. This is an elite guy. People were talking about him as the MVP. He's not going to be the MVP of the league, but he is a he's good, he's gonna do some damage. It's a hard, it's a hard deal for the Giants because you have Colt McCoy. Maybe he can do some things, but I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling the defense takes a little bit of a hit in this game because do you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Oh wait, you, you think they're gonna hold the Seahawks to 20? Well, I think it's points? a very similar matchup to the Buccaneers, right? Mike Evans. They got a couple other really good wideouts, Godwin, and then obviously Antonio Brown wasn't playing at the time, but we did it pretty good that night. So that's how I'm looking at it. You know, very different quarterback, quarterback though. Very different quarterback. Yeah, sure. That's very I different that, yeah. um, in terms of mobility, right? Yeah. They didn't have to worry about the mobility part, but in terms of the receivers, you know, McLaurin tore us up a little bit uh, the second game. So they're going to have their hands full. All right, make your picks. Let's go, Paul. It sounds like you're taking the Seahawks. Yeah, but uh, I think the spread's ten points. That's too many. You know, the oh. fighting Joe judges don't. You know, they don't get blown out. They got blown out once. Now, they could lay an egg here. You know, this is not a must, must, must win. Uh, The 12s aren't out there. I think the Giants keep it close. 27-20 kind of a loss, something like that. I'm going to go Giants 27-24. to Wow. A Graham Gano field goal to win it, maybe? Uh, Maybe. Just somewhere in there, he's got a couple of field goals. But I I just, this team is playing with so much confidence right now. And like you said, there's no 12s out there. So I think that's a big deal. Um, Look, I'm not going to underestimate Russell Wilson, but I kind of agree. I think the Giants are coming off a win. I think that they can kind of keep up with some people that we thought that they couldn't. So I'm going to go 21-19 Giants. Don't ask me how I came up with that, but that's what I'm doing. Well, I'm going to join Paul, and I'm going to take the Seahawks. I think it's going to be 27-13. I think the Giants will regress a little with Colt McCoy. And, you know, DK Metcalf, scary that he was taking 64th. All the teams that passed on him because of injury concerns. And, you know, Jim Schwartz had a comment to say about him before the game that riled him up, and you see what that did. So make sure none of the Giants say anything uh, bad that he doesn't relate to Megatron. He won't be as good as him uh, because it might get ugly. So 27-13. That's baking. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to debut now a new segment called You've Got Mail. So we have people call in, fans, listeners, call into the show. We'll answer your questions and concerns. So let's get it underway, guys. Here we go. You've Got Mail. Hey, what's up, LT? What's up, Paul? My name's Ross from Rybrook, New York, a 25-year-old lifelong Giant fan. And I'm really encouraged with what I'm seeing this season. I think that the offensive line is improving, and I love Joe Judge. But I'm just wondering, what do we have to do to take that next step next year to become real contenders? It seems that our defense is there. Saquon will be a huge addition once we get him back and healthy. But on the offensive side, we got to get more dynamic. Do we need another wide receiver? Do we need an anchor on the right side of the line to work with Thomas? What piece are we missing to get the offense on par or at least close to on par with the defense? Interesting question. Good question by the uh, by the uh, caller. I, uh, number one, Saquon's got to be back healthy. Okay, he is a difference maker. But I think the one thing, if you would ask me, what does this team need right now is a stud pass rusher on defense. That's it. Patrick Graham's done a great job manufacturing pressure, but they don't have a guy who could beat his man, double team him, and now it helps everybody. You can only scheme that so long. They've done a good job with it. 
get a elite pass rusher and the defense will take another step forward. I agree. Ross, thanks for listening. Thanks for the questions. I would say pass rusher and number one wideout. I still think Slayton's good. He's not a number one. He's not a number one receiver. I think if we can get Saquon back, but pass rusher, pass rusher, pass rusher, this team leads the NFL in quarterback hits, but that's not good enough. You need quarterback sacks. I mean, we're getting there, but we're just, you know, this far away. So I think if we can get an elite pass rusher, I think the offensive line with Pert going to the right side next season full time, this offensive line is going to be set. And you get Saquon back, but finding a number one wideout and getting that pass rusher, I think then you then you got expectations. You've got mail. Hey, this is Tyler. I'm in Philadelphia. Uh, big Giants fan down here in Philly. Uh, I know, I know. Wrong spot for me to be. I was actually just reaching out with a question for Paul. Paul, do you think there's a chance that Dante Pettis actually suits up for the Giants at all this year and gets any snaps? Uh, we haven't had too much production from the passing game in general, really, but our wide receivers haven't been as strong as we had expected, I, I guess. You know, Slayton barely showing up at this point in the last couple weeks, and uh, Shepard, you know, a big game last week. But generally speaking, we haven't had anything, any regular production. So do you think Pettis is going to come in and, and, you know, with something to prove? Well, Lawrence, um, I know you have a strong opinion on Dante Pettis, but since Tyler asked me for this, he answer, did. Yeah, yes. So he he does he knows where his bread is buttered here. <laughs> uh, look, uh, Dante Pettis was on the COVID list, so he couldn't play last week. Uh, he's back practicing now. Look, I don't see him as a receiver per se right away. He is a dynamic kickoff returner, right, Lawrence? And that's something punt, you know. About. Punt returner. Oh, punt returner. Not yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, kick. Yes. Punt returner. Uh, great in college. So look, if you know Joe Judge, if he gives you a uniform, he doesn't say, well, we'll sign him, but we really can't use him. He'll use him once he gets up to snuff. Maybe you put him in there in a situation. Look, Jabril Peppers plays every down on defense. He yeah. needs a little break. Let Pettis, as long as he catches the ball, got to catch it first, return punts. And you know what? Let him run down a field. Uh, he's fast. So I think first punt return, then maybe a receiver. And Lawrence, you get no response because he asked for Paul Schwartz specifically. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> hey, Tyler, <laughs> I hope you enjoy living in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> he, he won't be asking Lawrence Tynes for cheesesteak recommendations anytime soon. Guys, thanks for calling into the show. We'll be doing this every Wednesday night for Thursday shows. The number is 508-296-8358. First time, long time. Joining the show next here on Blue Rush, it's the Scotsman, the MVP, Graham Gano. Cheerio! Joining us next is arguably the team MVP of the New York Giants so far this season. After signing with Big Blue during training camp, he's been lights out, making 25 of 26 field goals this season, including 24 straight. That happens to be more than another Scottish kicker who can be heard on this podcast. He's had quite the wild ride the past few weeks after helping kick the Giants to a win over the Eagles. On November 15th, he received a well-deserved three-year, $14 million contract extension about 15 minutes after the game. Never seen anything like it. He then got COVID during the bye week, and like he's always done, he comes back and casually makes four field goals to carry the Giants to their third straight win on Sunday against the Bengals and propel them to first place. Put your bagpipes up high for the Scotsman. <laughs> it's number five. Graham Gano, Graham, Jake Brown, Lawrence Tynes, Paul Schwartz, welcome to Blue Rush. How are you? 
Man, that was the best intro I've ever heard in my life. Well that's what done. he does. That's what he does. That, that's that's the only thing I do well in life besides eat chicken parm. So I'll I'll take it to my grave. <laughs> but how are you doing? You had COVID. I know you you said you were bored and you had some of the effect, real effects of COVID with the fever and the chills. So take us through how your body's feeling right now. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I feel like last week was uh, I was a little lethargic, but um, now I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, I'm back to doing everything normal. Um, doing cardio last week was a little rough, but uh, now you know I did some today and I felt fine. So I feel like everything's back to normal. Um, definitely was rough uh, for a couple of days, but I feel like that's that's what most everybody's been saying about it. So, uh, but yeah, feeling good and, and glad uh, I made it on the other side of it. Hey, Graham LT, thanks for coming on. Hey. I want to talk to you about away from football. I want to talk about this track career you had. I want people to know that you are an elite athlete. Like you ran track seriously in high school, right? I mean, you had a really good track career. Yeah, I, I ran. Uh, it's funny. I went into uh, freshman year of high school, and I mean, my big thing all growing up playing soccer was I was too slow. So uh, going into freshman year of high school, I was running a five two five forty, which is super slow, and I left running a four four seven. So something clicked, and and uh, just started running fast i guess i got my got my fourth gump on <laughs> graham uh it's paul schwartz uh, good to hear you i was um in the building in carolina in uh 2018 when you broke the giants hearts and um i'm sure sent your heart soaring uh first before i i want to know about the giants reaction can you tell us what it feels like to make a 63 yard kick to win a game in the last seconds for your team which you did for the panthers yeah, that was uh, <laughs> I know it's a sore spot for the Giants fans, but um, yeah, that was, it was an incredible feeling. You know, seeing uh, at the end of the game, I mean, it was, it was like a whirlwind of emotion. You know, we we had blown the lead, and and uh, coming down to the end, you know, we were getting close to field goal range. So years before, I'd had a 63 yard attempt for a win against Atlanta, and uh, it just got tipped at the line of scrimmage. So the biggest thing I was thinking in my head was, you know, make sure I, I just hit it well and get it get it over the line and give it a shot. So um, that was my my biggest goal. Um, I was hitting them pretty well in warm-up so I was, I was pretty confident going out there that that I could make it and uh I mean everything was was flawless the, the execution of the line and and um but yeah it was a definitely exciting moment uh one of the top moments in my career for sure um but yeah happy to be up here um helping the Giants win games now now when you come into the building right and you sign and people know your name you've been in the league and they know this is the guy that beat us I mean can you Talk about that in the Giants building. I mean, did anyone come up to you and say, you broke my heart? I mean, what is it like uh, in there? Man, the first week I got here, I, I definitely, that was the, the topic of conversation for sure. You know, some players were trying to, you know, figure me out a little bit. Uh, some of the younger guys, they were like, oh, so you were with Carolina. And, and they were like, wait a second, were you the kick in there, you know, two years ago? And I was like, yeah, that was me. I'm sorry. And uh, I think the guy that gave me the hardest time was Saquon because he had that long uh, touchdown was a catch from uh, Odell that game. So definitely heard it from him. But uh, that was funny. Yeah, a bunch of guys came up to me after that. So that was, that was a good time. Good time for me anyway. You were with the Panthers 2012 to 2019. Are you sick now of Bojangles? Are you done with fried chicken for a while? Have you adjusted to the New York uh, food lifestyle? My family lives near Charlotte, so I know Bo time very well. Oh, my goodness. So outside of uh, – of- when I was with the Panthers, like we would have this, the year we went to the Super Bowl, I'm not going to say who it was, somebody in that, within that organization at the time was very superstitious. So if we ate Bojangles that week and we won, you know, we would eat it the next week. And we went 15 and one. So when we actually lost them, it was like week 15. Everybody like, thank God we don't have to have Bojangles anymore. And uh, I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. But that week, the guy was like, no, you know, 
it's been working. We're going to stick with it. So I couldn't believe it. And we had Bojangles. They even, they even, uh, I think they flew it out to San Francisco where we played the Super Bowl. So <laughs> it was ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I've definitely had in that, all that time down there in Carolina, I definitely had my uh, fair share of Bojangles. We've, we've competed against each other when you were a young guy and I was kind of in the middle of my career. And now you're kind of the old guy. How have you created so much more horsepower? Cause I feel like, in the last five years, you're as good as there is in the league, but I also think horsepower wise, you have way more than you did when you, is that just a technique thing? I mean, are you, are you just in a, in a zone right now that you've never been in before? Yeah. I feel like, uh, you're talking about just like power on kick. I just think, yeah, all of it. You're, I mean, I, I think your techniques always been fine, but the, your horse that you've got a different gear. Yeah. I've, I've tried to simplify things. When I first got into the league, I was a three-step kicker and I just, I was so inaccurate and, and I was trying to just crush everything. So, you know, I was like, oh, you know, the ball could go 70 yards, but if it's wide, it doesn't matter. So I tried to hone in on a, just a, a form that was kind of easier to replicate. And uh, so I went to a two-step approach and, and um, I lost a little bit of distance at first, but then I've, I've gotten that back. And, and it's kind of been a frustrating year for me as far as like, kickoff power and stuff I feel like because I've always taken a lot of pride in, in being able to hit it deep you know since I broke my leg I haven't really had a chance to, to train so I you know I knew this this season was going to be a bit of a challenge just leg strength wise so um, I feel like I've been managing it well but I'm, I'm really looking forward to the off season where I can really have a good uh, a good you know off season training to get my strength back and, and hit kickoffs like I know I can so but yeah it's been fun uh you know directionally kicking off this year uh besides last game you know I feel like our guys have been doing really well and I, I just put them in a bad position so um you know I'm, I'm hard on myself I'm, and uh but I feel like that's you know that's what drives me yeah, you're, you're uh, way too hard on yourself because those 10 other guys get paid to tackle so um yeah. I'm not putting that on you you can have a hell of an effort on the tackle and a lot of people, you know, they reach out to me on Twitter as the kicker guru when we're watching games. And they're like, why is he kicking it so short? And I'm like, it's strategy, people. Like, it's worked out well. I mean, there's no doubt you can hit touchbacks. I want to ask you from a personal standpoint, how is it kicking in empty stadiums? Like, what is the – is it a little eerie? I mean, I, I hate silence. I don't know about you. I just – I like a little little noise. I know. I feel like you get a little bit more adrenaline going whenever, uh, whenever you have a crowd there. And, and uh, I mean, sometimes those away games, it's fun hearing the fans heckle you. You know, especially we played Washington. There's was a fan that's given it to, uh, this past time that we played there. And, you know, at the end of the game, that was fun because I was able to give it right back. And, and uh, he got his head in his lap crying. So that was fun. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really weird. It's, it's hard to, to get used to it. You know, running into MetLife and it's such a big stadium and, and you can hear the other team, you know, echoing whatever they're yelling on the field. So it's really weird. Graham, uh, you come to the Giants and you've never been in a situation like this where your head coach is not an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. He's a special teams coach, right? Now you have Tom McGahey, who you know, obviously, special teams coordinator. Tom Quinn is there longtime special teams coordinator. I mean, is it possible that sometimes too many cooks can spoil the dinner here? Or, you know, there's a lot of special teams brain power in this building, isn't there? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's that's one of the things that actually drew me to, to the Giants. And I, you know, made this job really intriguing for me was knowing that, you know, Coach Judge had a, a background as a special teams coordinator. And, and he was, you know, he was really, really good at it. So, and I'm definitely my, uh, you know, my relationship with, with T-Mac and I've known Quinn for years, you know, I, I uh, tried out here a long time ago. 
I think it was uh, Lawrence was here, but it was one of those things where they're like, hey, you know, if something happens, we want to make sure we know who's out there. And it was awful. It was a terrible tryout. But <laughs> so I've known him for a long time. And but yeah, it's uh, it's awesome having, you know, I feel like nobody's got a big ego. Everybody's, you know, here to help and, and they all have the same goal. So uh, meetings are definitely fun. There's so much knowledge and so many years of experience in those rooms. And it's, it's just great. You know, everybody kind of feeds off each other. You signed that contract extension minutes essentially after a game. Did, did you know before the game that there was a potential that, you know, that could happen right after the game? I don't think I've we, any of us, Paul's been covering the league forever, has seen right after a game a guy sign a contract extension that quickly. No, you guys you guys will be the first to know I actually signed it before the game. So it was uh, it was just weeks after the game. But um, nobody's asking that question, so I haven't, I haven't been able to say anything. But, uh, yeah, so before the game I showed up early and, and signed it. You know, we had been um, in discussions for a little while, so uh, I kind of knew it was coming, and it was just one of those things, you know, we wanted to get it done and uh, wanted to lock me up here for a while because, I mean, I, I really like the direction the team's going, and, and uh, you know, I really enjoy being up here. I enjoy everything about the – organization and as a whole and uh but yeah so you know going into that game we had that field goal at the end to kind of seal the deal and i was like well i better make this sucker after signing the deal before the game <laughs> that's awesome yeah, yeah I, I could see that graham they come to you after the game and say ah uh there's one piece of paper you didn't really sign here i think we're gonna have to rethink that right it's yeah it's good to make the kick after you you get the deal yes uh, oh, uh yeah so you guys are the first to know but yeah, that was, that yeah was breaking first. breaking news. There you go, Paul. There's the headline yeah, right there. Very good, that? very good. It's um, you know, I think a kicker's Graham. You know, you guys can go out and do your job. You know, there's adrenaline certainly, but you can't get too crazy. But is it different now? You've been on teams. You mentioned a team fifteen to one. You kicked in a Super Bowl. The Giants for several years now. November now into December, the games are not meaningful as far as any kind of playoff incentive or anything. Now you're going into December. You're kicking for your playoff lives. You're playing for your playoff lives. Is it different, or do you have to push that aside and say, I just got to make my kicks, you know, do my kickoffs? Or does this playoff drive really get even a kicker motivated? I think you definitely have a sense of, uh, you know, things are different. You know, there's a little more on the line. But um, I feel like uh, when I was younger, maybe it, it would have kind of gotten to me a little bit, you know, a little nerve-wise. But now um, – you know, I just I just go out there and play the game, and and I'm sure LT can can say the same thing. You know, he's been a part of a, a Super Bowl. What we do all the same. So you know, if we're kicking a field goal in the precinct, it's the exact same. You know, uh, steps. It's the exact same. Uh, I mean, really everything that we do. So besides pressure, but I feel like if you play long enough, that's just kind of something that comes with the game, and and that's what you look forward to. You know, you want those game winning kicks. You want those pressure kicks at the end of the game, and and those big moments. So. Um, I feel like that's what makes it fun, and, and you know that's what made me want to be a kicker instead of a punter. Hey, you guys got a long trip this week, right? Heading six and a half hours. Do you guys know if you're leaving Friday or Saturday? I'm going to check the schedule. I, uh, that's one thing about me. I don't really look too far ahead into the future, so kind of drives my wife nuts. But, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I'll take a look and let you all know. So let's talk about the COVID kicking in the hotel room. I mean, I thought yeah. I had fun with that on Twitter. I thought that was pretty awesome. I probably would have never thought of that. And you did. And did you really work at it? I mean, was it just more just hitting the ball off your foot or, you know, were you just trying to get get active? Like, why did you why did you think to bring the net in? Yeah. So I had a you know, I thought I had a lot more space in this room than I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, I had to move the little dining room table around and, and, uh, and try to move some chairs around. I mean, my room looked pretty ridiculous, but every week I, I, 
I always want to be prepared for the game. I feel like if I've done everything I need to um, going into the game, then, you know, whatever, whatever moment arises in the game, I'm, I'm prepared and mentally I'm, I'm ready. So uh, knowing that I hadn't done anything that week, I was like, I got to get some type of reps in. And, um, you know, Lawrence could tell you that uh, just, you know, keeping your swing going and, and getting the foot to the ball is, is important because those little muscles that, you know, you use for kicking, if you don't use them for a little while, they'll go, you know, kind of, you know, lose the the point in your foot or whatnot. So that's what I was saying. I was like, you know, if I can get a net in here, I can do something. And uh, so I was lucky enough to be able to get that and and not uh, make any neighbors mad. You know, one of the guys on the team living across the hall from me, and he was like, what the heck's going on in your room? He could hear the sudden. So uh, it's kind of fun. Well, but, uh, well, but, yeah, I mean, one just, thing I noticed, Graham, uh, this weekend, and you can tell me if I was wrong, it looked like, and this is not a knock, like your ball striking was not as good as it has been, right? And that's probably just from not kicking. I mean, you still made all your kicks, but you've been hitting the ball so well. That was the only thing I noticed this week, this weekend. It looked like your ball striking may, maybe wasn't on point like it had been the last 10, 11 weeks. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. I, you know, I was getting a little bit of that X rotation in the ball, and uh, you know, I snuck one inside the, the upright from, I think it was 49. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just I feel like something. I, I wasn't able to kick a lot during the week. And those were my first reps with the team, you know, since the Eagles game. So I think it was a bit of rust. And uh, honestly, the turf in, in Cincinnati is a little different as well. It's a little it's little horrible. harder than that life <laughs> yeah, yet. So that was playing a little bit of a factor into it. Um, you know, if, you, if the toe drags a little bit, it'll change the, the trajectory of the ball. But, um, yeah, it's definitely something I'm working on this week uh, just to have better football contact. That conversation was like kicker porn for a lot of people. That's right. Those was... <laughs> <laughs> two kickers just breaking down ball flights and angles. That ball was incredible. Attack angles. Yep. You know, Graham, you can do a public service, actually. And and I actually want to be serious for a second here is that, uh, you know, we hear players, okay, they're on the COVID reserve list. They test positive. And then, you know, all anyone thinks about is, are they going to be able to play in two weeks? You know, are they, uh, you know, let's go, let's go. How many games are they going to miss? And a lot of players, they have no symptoms or very little symptoms. And you just say, okay, when are they going to play? When are they going to play? You had symptoms, right? And and can you just talk about, you know, this was not a sneeze or a cough, right? You had real symptoms. And, you know, now that it's over with, no one's going to have to feel sorry for you. But, you know, you're not using it as an excuse. But you had real symptoms. And it's something to really worry about, right? And, and, and say, look, I don't want to get this because you can be sick. Right? You were sick, weren't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. I had a, I mean, the biggest things were was the fever and uh, the body aches and the headache. I mean, I never get headaches. So having that was just rough. And um, yeah, it was, it was rough for a few days, you know, lost some weight, uh, didn't want to eat, you know, had to make sure, um, you know, I was getting enough fluids in me. But um, I think the biggest thing was, you know, when I when I started having the symptoms, it was the I think it was the day after the Eagles game. So I mean, I was I was already, you know, kind of worn down from the game. And uh, so I feel like that, you know, played a, a bigger role in it as well, just, you know, kind of being tired. And so I feel like, you know, the virus kind of attacked me. And maybe that's why I, I felt a little more rough. You know, I, I was talking to the guys today and, and uh, you know, they're back to feeling good. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, it, was, it was definitely rough. But, I mean, I feel for the people out there that, that aren't able to bounce back as well. And, and uh, I mean, it definitely sucks. Well, we're, we're glad you're okay, Graham. And again, hashtag Pro Bowl vote with Graham Gano. Vote for him. Retweet his tweet. Retweet the Giants tweet. You obviously deserve this. So let's hope that uh, people do you right and, and vote you in, Graham. Uh, we ask every current player this. We've had Dalvin Tomlinson and Blake Martinez. But I'm curious for a kicker, what is your Joe Judge uh, lap tally at right now? <laughs> the lap tally. Uh, I was lucky enough that uh, I think I kind of weaseled my way out of um, 
out of having to do having the, the surgery on my leg. So, uh, yeah, I haven't run too many. They actually had to pull me out of running at the beginning of the camp. But that's, um, a, great, that's a veteran move right there. <laughs> it's that move. But uh, I'm sure if it was up to him, you know, and I was full go, I'm sure I'd, I'd be up to a whole bunch of laps right now. <laughs> People rave about Joe Judge, like just rave about him for us because every guest loves him. Um, and, and you being a special teams guy, him being a special teams coach, it's had to be fun to be coached by, uh, you know, a guy who's known for that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think everybody, every single person on the team would, would fight for, you know, Coach Judge. He, he's fantastic. Uh you know, I've, I've you know I've read some stuff. Some people don't like them, but I, I mean I think that's ridiculous. Like outside of our building, and uh, I mean if you get to know Coach Judge, he's he's incredible. You know, I mean he tells you like it is, and he cares about the team, and and uh, you know he demands perfection from you. So I, I don't know how, how you can hate any of that. And um, yes, yeah, definitely. I mean it's, it's obviously a guy that I want to play for for an extended period of time. So um, I think he's great. You know, I think he's got the team going in the right direction and, and uh, he definitely has us focused and, and wanting to fight and win. Graham, I don't think we can let you leave the Blue Rush podcast considering who the co-host of this podcast is. Um, you know, we have two Scottish New York Giant kickers on this and history. what is it? Yes, it's history in the making. What is it like in that building? I mean, Lawrence, there are pictures of Lawrence. He's kicked them in championship games, obviously the uh, the Packer game, the 49er game, and Super Bowls, two Super Bowl rings. I mean, is there a legacy of Scottish kickers that you have to uphold with the big blue New York Giants? Man, I'm I'm trying to. You know, uh, he he kicked here, and, and I definitely know about him. I mean, obviously, growing up in the same area, I mean, our upbringing is uh, just so familiar. I mean, so. Uh, it's, it's so much alike, you know, growing up in the same area. And I think, uh, LT, one of your parents was in the military, right? Yeah, my dad, yeah. Navy. Scottish mom, yeah, American dad. dad. Just the same, same yep, story. That's the same way. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I definitely watched, watched Lawrence growing up. And, and I'm trying to trying to get some rings as well, man. I got I to gotta get some bars like you do. You know that, uh, that 63-yarder that he kicked against the Giants? That was not his first 63-yarder. He had a six. Didn't he have a sixty-three yarder in high school? Yeah, we called uh, our coach called it the Hail Mary field goal because in Florida, you know, the field goal it's goes a in the end zone. Right? Yeah, so he he was like, might as well try. And so we we attempted like five or six my senior year. Oh, and, I did the uh, same we, thing. My coach would put me out there like midfield. I don't think I ever made a single one of them, but like I at least would get it to the end zone. And in Florida, it's a touchback. So like, yeah, it's worth it. yeah why not try it? I think the yeah, longest I made uh, was fifty-nine in high school. Yeah, we. I mean that's still that's a great move. I mean you get kids struggling to hit forty yards in high school. So did, I mean, you, did you have the two inch block or the one? Oh yeah, I, I was uh I was taking every uh. Oh, I used to. Uh, guys, can, hold on. Can, this can, is a kicking podcast. Wait, right can now. we hold break on. this up? Can, can no, no, no. look look we 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 just have to tell some of our listeners that the the second half of the Graham Gano Lawrence Tynes kicking. We're talking to the MVP yeah. of the New York Football oh, Giants right now. Okay, go ahead, guys. Go ahead. Probably to be. We're talking to the MVP. Let's so be real. Done. The only reason you signed that extension was because you wanted the chance to tie Lawrence Tynes and Super Bowl rings. Now you got three extra years to do it, and you know you guys are going to get fine. it. I promise you, you're going to get it in the next three years. I'm calling it. I'm, I'm, Get my name on a banner like uh like Lawrence's is in that in that indoor. Every day I go in there his name up there twice. So you know it's good motivation. Giants fans are excited to have you here three more years. We're excited that the team's in first place right now. Obviously a long ways to go. Um and you know Pro Bowl vote Graham Gano right now. Follow him on Twitter, Instagram. Graham, uh, we appreciate the time in Blue Rush and hopefully we'll talk to you uh, later in the season if uh, the Giants are playoff bound. That sounds great. Appreciate it, fellas. He is a dog.
That says cheerio to episode 55, the Kavika Mitchell edition of Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Sarah McCrory for producing the show. Subscribe to Blue Rush on Apple Podcasts. Give us a wee five-star rating and write in a nice review. We appreciate your bloody support. For Paulie Schwartz, I'm Lawrence Tynes. We return to your earlobes on Monday after the Giants-Seahawks game. Enjoy the game, folks, and stay safe. I want to run through a brick wall.